This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Martin Gabor. It's Friday the 27th of August. In your Sport Today, more medals for Australia in Tokyo. Previewing the Super Netball Grand Final. Carlton Sachs, their coach. And Belgium's new lost ball law. This is your Sport Today. We start in Tokyo, where Australia added four more medals to their medal tally on day two of competition. The Aussies won two bronze medals in the pool after they picked up a silver and a bronze in the velodrome, where an Aussie cyclist benefited from a controversial disqualification gabs. He sure did, and that was Darren Hicks in the C2 3000 metre individual pursuit. Now, he was all set to race for bronze, but that all changed when Belgian Edward Vromant was disqualified in the heats for not sitting down on his bike the whole time. It not only cost Vromont a shot at the gold, but also the world record he set during that heat. Instead, Hicks raced for the gold and collected silver. In the C3 class, David Nicholas won the bronze medal. And more success for the Aussie swim team, the Dolphins and the Pool Gabs. Yeah, Kira Stevens, she won bronze in the women's SP0 100 metre breaststroke. And then Katia Dedekind came third for a bronze of her own in the women's S13 100 metre backstroke. Dedekind is vision impaired, so she didn't actually know where she'd finished. That was until a reporter told her she'd won bronze. It's fair to say emotional scenes followed and Fez, it's an early contender for moment of the games. Yeah, it certainly is. And we've popped a link in the episode notes to that moment so you can check it out. Uh, Gabs, Australia's wheelchair rugby team survived a close match to keep their medal hopes alive too. Yeah, they did, holding on to beat France 50-48. to 48. The team known as the Steelers hadn't lost a match at the Paralympics since the Beijing Games in 2008, but they were beaten by Denmark in their first match. The win over France puts their gold medal defence back on track. Shay Graham was one of the try scorers and she made history as Australia's first female to play for the Steelers. Graham and the Steelers are back in action today at 3pm. Uh, stay tuned at the end of the show for a quick rundown of three events worth checking out in Tokyo today. Tomorrow afternoon, it's the grand final of the Super Netball season. It's the Swifts against the Giants in Brisbane from 3pm local time. Gab's history is going to be made one way or the other. How's this match shaping up? Uh, Yes, so tomorrow's local derby will be the fourth time the two sides have met this year, with the Swifts winning two of the three matches so far. The Swifts won 63-51 in June, they lost to the Giants 59-55 in July, and then a couple of weeks ago, won by just one point in the major semi-final. And that win saw them go straight through to the grand final. The Swifts won the comp in 2019 and are aiming to join the Sunshine Coast Lightning as the only clubs to win two Super Netball titles. The Giants, on the other hand, they're hoping to win their first title. They lost the inaugural grand final in 2017 to the Lightning, but with this year's minor premiers and are the bookies' favourites to take home the trophy. So, Gabs, who are some of the players fans should watch out for? Right, so for the Giants, goalkeeper Sam Pullman was player of the match in her side's win over the West Coast Fever in the preliminary final. Her job will be stopping Swift's goal shooter Sam Wallace, the star from Trinidad and Tobago, 
who is shooting at 93% this season. There might be something in the name there, hey, Gabs. Uh, it's been a unique season with teams living in bubbles in Victoria, South Australia and Queensland due to COVID and border closures. But it all wraps up tomorrow. Catch it on Channel 9 from 3pm Australian Eastern Standard Time. Today's trivia question, who was the player of the grand final when the Swifts won in 2019? The answer at the end of today's episode. The future of Carlton coach David Teague has been one of the big talking points this year in the AFL. In the second year under Teague as full-time head coach, the Blues finished 13th to miss the finals for the eighth straight year. So on Wednesday night, the Carlton board got together and decided to sack Teague with a year left on his contract. Gabs, this doesn't come as a surprise because even Teague said he didn't like his chances of staying on as coach. No, he didn't. And after last weekend's loss to the Giants, he said that Things don't look like they're going in my favour when asked about his coaching future. Halfway through the season, with the Blues record at four wins and eight losses, Carlton held an independent review looking into the football side of the club and what it found was that there was a confusion about the team's game plan and that there wasn't enough focus on defence. Now that showed as Carlton let in the second most points this season ahead of only the last placed North Melbourne. In the end, the Carlton board said they needed an experienced coach to lead the Blues, which they think has the roster to play finals next year. Teague finishes his career with the Blues with a coaching record of 21 wins and 29 losses, which is actually a better record than Damien Hardwick and Alastair Clarkson held at the same stage of their careers, and those two have gone on to win seven flags between them. So with Teague out, the Blues are on the hunt for a new coach. It won't be Clarkson, who will take a year off from footy after 17 seasons with the Hawks. Former St Kilda and Fremantle coach Ross Lyon is the early favourite to take over from Teague. But whoever it is, they will be the ninth coach of Carlton since 2000. Only Essendon have had as many coaches as the Blues in the same period. We still don't know where the grand final is going to be played. That decision will come next week. But we do know that the AFL final series starts tonight when Port Adelaide and Geelong play each other at 7.50pm at the Adelaide Oval in the first of four matches this weekend. Yep, and this is a qualifying final. So the winner gets a week off and is straight through to the preliminary final while the loser has to play again next week. Port head into this one having won their final six matches of the season to finish second, while the Cats drop to third after they conceded a goal after the siren last week to lose to Melbourne. And Gabs, what about tomorrow's games? Yeah, there's a bit going on on Saturday. It all starts with the Sydney Derby at 3.20pm in Tasmania. The Swans finished ahead of the Giants on the ladder, and they'll be hoping for a different result to the last time they played in the finals, when GWS beat them by 49 points in 2018. That was actually their biggest win ever over Sydney. The second match tomorrow is at 7.30pm between the Demons and Lions in Adelaide. Both teams needed big fourth quarters to finish where they did, with Melbourne claiming their first minor premiership since 1964, thanks to Max Gorn's goal after the siren. Yeah, it's been a big week for Gorn. He was one of five Demons named in the All-Australian squad announced last night, and he was named captain as well. The Western Bulldogs had three in that squad, and they face Essendon in the last finals match on Sunday. Yes, and that game will be played at 3.20pm in Tasmania, and it's season over for the loser. Fez, it's been a while since the Bombers last won a finals match. In fact, they haven't won one since 2004. And if my maths is correct, and it usually is, that's more than 6,000 days ago. 
As usual, you're spot on, Gabs. It's actually more than 6,200 now, about a week short of 17 years to the date. We'll pop a link in the episode notes to the full schedule of the AFL finals and to the All-Australian team so you can check out the full 22 players. All those times we mentioned are Australian Eastern Standard Time. Those of us who have accidentally kicked a footy or hit a tennis ball over the fence know the pain of a neighbour not being home or refusing to throw it back. <laughs> Gabs, it pretty much happened every time there was a six and out in my backyard growing up as a kid. Well, that's a problem in Australia. It won't be much longer in Belgium, where it's about to become legal to go and fetch your ball even if your neighbour doesn't want to give it back. Jeez, I would have saved a lot of money if this law was around <laughs> 20 years ago. So from September 1 in Belgium, if you accidentally lose a ball or your pet goes missing into a neighbor's yard, you're allowed to go and retrieve it. But the key word here is accidentally. Here's how Professor Vincent Sagart, who helped write the law, summed it up. He said, you have to ring the bell of the neighbor and ask first, but if they refuse or are not at home, you can still enter the garden to quickly get it back, but only to look for your ball or animal, not to take other things, because... That is still just called theft. Yeah, that would be theft, Gabs. Uh, Sagat says it's going to be policed pretty hard, so make sure you're only looking for balls you've lost accidentally. Probably worth adding a line to the law that says to check if your neighbours have dogs first. Uh, our neighbours had some pretty big dogs, Gabs. Uh, I think mine only had cats, so I was all right. <laughs> Time to have a look at the upcoming events at the Paralympics today and at 12.06pm it's the final of the men's F38 Javelin. Australia has two in the mix, Jaden Sawyer and Corey Anderson and Corey is the current world record holder with a throw 58.18 metres. Yeah and at 1.45pm Australia's Isis Holt will be running in the women's T35 100 metres final. Holt is just 20 years old but owns the world record time of 13.43 seconds. And at 8pm, Tiffany Thomas-Kane swims for gold in the final of the women's SM7 200-metre individual medley. She won bronze in the SM6 class at Rio, where she also won gold in the SB6 100-metre backstroke. The answer to today's trivia question, who was the player of the grand final for the Swifts in 2019? We've already mentioned that. It was Sam Wallace. She scored 40 out of 44 goals in that game. Maybe there is something in that name, Sam. You might be onto something there, Gabs. And for those who listen via Apple, if you've been having trouble with our podcast not appearing or appearing late in your feed recently, we've been told the latest iPhone update should help with that. So update away. All right, that's it for us here at Sport Today. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll catch you again next week. 